Welcome to Love and Power, An Unexpected Gift by author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. Join us for this Women Inseparable study as we learn what it means to be filled with love and power. Here's Jacqueline. Welcome to Women Inseparable. We get to do our week four of Love and Power. Love and Power. Is this study going the way you thought or assumed it was going to go when you first started? Some of us have done a couple of women inseparable studies and we learn very quickly when we do a women inseparable study, it's never about somebody else, it's always about the person in our chair. I think the one that shocked us the most is when we did a study a couple, week, a couple sessions ago and the title was Children. We talked about men one week and then women next week and then we talked about children. We all came with the mindset of children and we walked away learning that we are a child of God. And the whole lesson was all about me. Everything that we do in Women Inseparable is all about you, all about you, all about God. Today, today we get to talk about Jesus. Jesus. Is there not a sweeter name? Heavenly Father, oh, you've given us so many gifts. You've given us so many gifts. The sound of laughter the feel of hugs, being in a room full of your daughters, a room full of girlfriends is the most amazing gift to my little soul. I thank you so much for the gifts that you've given to us. Lord, we get every single one of these gifts because of the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much for coming. We thank you so much for loving. We thank you so much for obeying. We thank you so much for submitting. We thank you so much for giving, so much for rising. We thank you, Jesus, for being Jesus. You are the great I am, and we love you, and we praise you, and we lift your name high. I pray as we study John chapter 1 today that we will immensely fall in love with your love for us. May we meet you personally today. In the name of Jesus, we pray, we praise you, we thank you. Amen. John chapter 1. John chapter 1. We're talking about the Word. The Word. The goal today is to fall in love with the Word. When we look at the book of John, when we look at the first chapter in the book of John, we see the word, Word, with a capital W. This is not a new thought for a lot of us that have read our Bible once or twice. Some of us have read the book of John a couple of times. Some of us are brand new to the book of John. I learned just this last um, Wednesday, I want to say it was a week ago, last Wednesday, I'm sitting in a group of, of girlfriends. We're studying scripture. We're doing our thing. And one woman said a most amazing thing. I thought it was brilliant and beautiful and wonderful. And I asked her if I could steal it. I said, you might be hearing this pretty soon. But as we bring scriptures, we bring the word into our relationship with our father. This is what this lady said. She got saved about nine years ago, this woman. She says, when I first got saved, I wanted to read the Bible, and every time I read the Bible, it was too much. I didn't know what I was reading. Have you experienced that? It was just too much. I wanted to get it, and I wasn't getting it. I didn't know it. She says, so I got a children's Bible. Isn't that brilliant? The beautiful simplicity of becoming a child to raise yourself in the Word of God was beautiful. The heart that needs to hear that, get a child's Bible. 
get a child's Bible and fall in love with the word. Sometimes it's hard to fall in love with something if you don't understand it. And if you're having a hard time understanding it, woman who's been saved for 10 years, get a child's Bible. Start new. Jesus is all about starting new. He is the new way. It's what he does. It's what he wants. I thought that was amazing. Beautiful. This woman was in her 30s when she got saved. And she started with the child's Bible. Is that the coolest thing? I thought that was beautiful. So wherever you are with your relationship with God, as you spend your time, your 24-hour cycle with God, I wonder if some of us have extended those 24 hours and if our thoughts are just becoming overwhelmed with thoughts of our God, the Father of our all mercy, the Father of all comfort, and we're spending so much time in prayer and thought and admiration of the very one who created us and called us his. As we're spending time with our Father and we start bringing in the word in that relationship, be in the Bible that God needs you to be in, whether it be a child's Bible or the King James Version, or anywhere in between. Fair? Some of us might even need to buy a new Bible. I wanted to learn 1 Corinthians, because I didn't like 1 Corinthians. You know, Bible teachers aren't supposed to say they don't like a book of the Bible, but I didn't like 1 Corinthians. I didn't like the legalism of Paul. So I put my Bible that I had for 20 years, my King James Bible. I got to teach out of it yesterday, my old King James Bible. That was an amazing opportunity. I set that aside, and I bought a brand-new hardback, non-study ESV Bible. I've never read anything other than King James all my life. And then I bought a hardback ESV and I started in 1 Corinthians, and it was mind-blowing. It's not legalistic at all. Shocked me. <laughs> like, huh, imagine that. It's a good book. Get your Bible. Read your Bible. We're going to fall in love with the Word. Are you ready? John chapter 1. John chapter 1, as we read a scripture... Stay in the love of the Father. View everything in your relationship with your God through the eyes of your Father. Protect the heart of God. Protect your, your heart toward God. And let's bring in the Word of God. Scripture says these most powerful, most beautiful words. John 1, 1, it says, In, in the beginning, may we all breathe those words in. Every morning, it's new. Everything is new. In, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. These words, this one, one verse could produce an entire book of theology. We are not going to deep dive into theology. If this is where you are in your relationship with God, I plead that you jump into that study of theology between you and your father and grow your relationship where you are as you are in that depth. For those of us that are not there, look at the, the sweetness of this passage. In the beginning, this you can mark Genesis 1.1. Genesis 1-1 is connected with John 1-1. Jesus was with God. Jesus was God. They, together with the Holy Spirit, spoke creation into existence. Wrap your head around that. Some of us have known that for a couple of decades, and we forget to be in awe on what our God did. Our God said words like, let there be light. And there was light. I remember being a little girl wanting to use that same power in my bedroom. 
Let it be clean. It never worked. Could you imagine if we could do that? I also tried the <laughs> the bewitched. Thank you. Podcast girls are like, what else did you try? As I push my nose, they can't see that. I tried the bewitched thing, and that doesn't do anything. <laughs> Fake, pretend, made up nonsense. In the beginning was the Word. The Word is our Jesus. The Word is the Son of God. The Word was with God. Jesus was with God. The Son of God was with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the bigness of our God. And the Word was God. Do you have any questions in your heart as to who Jesus is? If you wonder who Jesus is, look at John 1. John 1 declares from the very beginning, Jesus is God, period. There are some that falter in this. There are some that want to pull Jesus away from his Godhead. They want to pull him away from his position, pull him away from his ever existence and say, well, God is one thing and Jesus was good. Oh, how much that hurts my soul. Jesus, Jesus was in the beginning. We see when we read further down in John 1 that Jesus came after his cousin, John the Baptist. He came after him in physical birth, but John the Baptist declares, the one who's coming after me was here way, way before me. He was in the beginning with God, and he was God. Verse number 2. Again, if your walk with God entitles you to spend your whole entire week in John 1, 1, spend that time with God, but please don't do that for your own sake. Do that to grow your relationship with God, because that's our goal with love and power, is it not? That what we do in this book, what we do in conversation with God is all to grow our relationship with God, not to grow our knowledge of him. Growing our knowledge of God is good, it's needed, it's wonderful. But if we're growing our knowledge of the God up in heaven who created us without having a love for him and having a relationship with him, that knowledge is going to wear you out. It's going to wear you out, it's going to pull you down, and it's going to annoy the snot out of the unsaved people in your life. Is that a valid statement? Knowledge is great, knowledge is wonderful. Don't you dare know without love. This could be said in marriage. This could be said in raising up your children. This could be said in raising up your grandchildren. This could be said at work. When you know things and there is not love, you're just a noise. Anybody else thinking of 1 Corinthians 13? Mm-hmm. In the beginning, let's go back to Scripture. In the beginning was the Word. Let the Word sink into your soul. Let this Word grow your relationship with your Father. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word... The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things, verse 3 says, all things were made through Him, that Him is the name Jesus. One thing that you may want to do with your God this week is every time you see a pronoun that has to do with Jesus, write the name Jesus in your Bible. Get yourself overwhelmed by the very presence of the name of Jesus in your Bible. Fall in love with the Word. Bring the Word into your time in the Word. Imagine that, reading Scripture with Jesus and not just reading Scripture for Jesus. Read it with Him. 
All things were made through Jesus, and without Jesus was not anything made that was made. And Jesus was life, and we all say, thank you, Jesus. And Jesus was life, and the life was the light of men. The light, the light, sweet friend, who needs this, hold on to this truth. Oh, I pray that in light of what we studied in Psalm 23 last week, that this will overwhelm your sweet soul. Verse 5 says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It has not overcome it. This is the light. This is our Jesus. Verse 6. Verse 6. I'm going to read just a couple of verses real quick. Verse 6 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This is not the author John. This is another John. It says, This John came as a witness. He came as a witness to bear witness about that light that all might believe through him. This John was not the light. But this John came to bear witness about the light about Jesus. John the Baptist is Jesus' cousin. If you want to do a study on John the Baptist, look at the beginning of Matthew, the beginning of Luke. He could peek in just the very beginning of Mark, like the first like 10 verses of Mark. We'll talk about John as well. John the Baptist was Jesus' earthly cousin, and he came with a call. He came with a job. His job was to say, Jesus is coming. Believe in him. And while he's proclaiming these words, as he's teaching these words, behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world was right there. And John 1.14, I believe it's 1.14. No, it's later in John, sorry. John, he declares that the one who's coming after me came before me. This is my cousin. This is my Savior. This is our Jesus. Don't look at me for the answer. The answer's right there. See the difference of religion. There are so many people that want to come as a witness of the truth, and they say, look at me, I've got the truth. I got the truth. I'm the one with the truth. I have the answers, and in my answers, it declares you can't do that. And my answers declare you need to do that. You need to stop doing it this way. You need to start doing it that way because it works for me, so it's going to work for you. You need to spend your time with God every morning. No, you need to spend time with God every night. No, you need to do it at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And there's all these rules and all these stigmas and all these these things, these, these um, standards that we set for ourselves. And we say, well, it works for me. Therefore, it's got to work for everybody. Now, I've got the answer. John says, I have the answer, but don't look at me for the answer. Don't follow me for the answer. Go right there. The answer is Jesus. Well, then what about, how do I do this? I don't care. That's between you and Jesus. Well, when do I spend time with him? I don't care. That's between you and Jesus. Well, how, how should I read my Bible? I don't know. That's between you and Jesus. Should I do it in the morning? I don't know. Ask Jesus. Should I start in Leviticus or should I start in Hebrews? I don't know. But if God is laying those two books on your heart, why don't you ask him? Perhaps and maybe he wants you to read both of them at the same time because they connect so beautifully. And God needs you in this season of life right now to see what the Old Testament law was in Leviticus and see what the New Testament freedom is in Hebrews. And maybe that's what you need right now in your walk with God, but that's not what another person needs in their walk with God. Because shockingly, seasons in life change 
Have you ever experienced that? Is today different than yesterday? A little bit? 21, 2021, a little bit different than 2023? A little bit? 1970, a little different than today? I wasn't alive in 1970. <laughs> it's my little secret. Sometimes, sometimes we experience a season in life, and sometimes we experience a new season in life. And when I say sometimes, I mean always. Every moment of our life is a brand new thing. And the beautiful part of that is the word knows exactly, exactly what season of life you're in. Whether you're willing to acknowledge it, woman, sometimes we have an emotion or a situation that we don't want to acknowledge. And the word who was with God, the word who was God, the word that created all things, the word that created you is saying, my dear sister, I need you to spend time with me in this section of the Bible because I know what you need and I have the answer that you need. Spend time with me in this particular book. And sometimes we're so busy starting with Genesis 1 because it's January 1. And we get so busy reading through cover to cover this entire book and we forget to invite the word of God into our time in the word of God. See that girl math? We forget to bring Jesus into our time in, with him because we're busy reading our Bible. You say, well, I have this Bible plan with my girlfriends. Okay, where's Jesus? Are you reading your Bible with Jesus? And I'm not knocking girl Bible plans. I read, I've got a, girl a set of girlfriends, and we read through the Bible every year together. This is what we do. That's not my time. That's not my time where Jesus wants me to be. Does that make sense? So with my girlfriends, we keep each other, and we, we talk about it. We dialogue. Right now we are in Leviticus, and we're talking about how amazing our Jesus is. But when I'm with Jesus... And I'm asking Jesus, where, what do, what do I need? It's a big question. Not as teacher of women inseparable, not as teacher at a community center, not as author of a book, not even as anything. Jacqueline, raw, me, Jesus, you know what I need. What do I need? Yesterday, I'm having this conversation with God, and I'm not in a bad place, I'm not in a hard place, but I was asking God, God, what do I need? He took me to one chapter, one verse, and I could not get over that verse. That verse carried me through the entire day. I had no idea what that day was going to bring, and that verse met me right in that day. I can tell you this happens all the time, because not only does Jesus know what you need when you wake up in the morning, he knows what your day already has. He already knows what every word that your ears are going to hear. He knows. He knows when you're going to get cut off. Isn't that amazing? He knows when you're going to get your toes stepped on. He knows when you're going to get in a fight. He knows when you're going to get hurt. You know what? He knows when you're going to get in an accident. He knows what your life is going to be that day. And he knows what he needs you to have so that you can face that day like a daughter of God and not as... One struggling just to make it through one more day. 
we've, we've made it through days. And making it through a day is exhausting. We've been there. We've all been there. And we make it through a day, and we feel like at the end of the day, we're just, just crawling past that finish line. Where God says, if you would just let the word, if you would just let the word seep into you, the very word that created you, the very word that has the answer that you need right here, right now for this one day. This isn't what I need you to have next week. Next week, then we'll have its own concerns. Next week, I'll have what you need next week. Today, right now, I need you to have this, this word, because I know, honey, I know what your day is going to bring. I know. How, how do you know what Jesus needs you to have? This, this is the question you needed to ask. For some of us Bible students, for some of us um, that like a routine, it's hard to say, okay, this is what works for me. This is what used to work for me. I'm going to set that aside. As you pry your fingers open, say, this is my reading plan. This is my goal. I like goals. I like checklists. I like when I get something accomplished that's not on my checklist. I like to write it on my checklist so I could check it off. I like those things. So for me to read my Bible the way I'm asking you guys to read your Bible this week, I'm telling you I've been practicing this since January 1st. It's been a whole brand new reading for me. I have, I have walked with the Lord through this over the years. God has given me things, but I've always had reading programs. January 1st, God, and before I even knew that we were doing this study, imagine that, before I knew that we were going to be doing a study called Love and Power about bringing the Word of God into our time in the Word of God, God says, January 1st, I want you to not have any reading plans whatsoever. I want you to read what, what I bring to you that morning. I said, okay. Okay, let's do this. Do you know, my husband and I were talking about a month ago, and I went through on a just blank piece of paper, and I wrote down, because I keep track every day what I write. And I kept track, and I wrote down everything that I've read so far. I have almost read through this entire Bible based on what God needed me to have that day to make it through the day that he knew I was going to have. You say, if I read only what God has me to read, I'm not going to read it through my Bible, and a good Christian girl has to read through the Bible, because that came into our existence in the 70s. It's true. That's the first time it was suggested on, on radio. Read through the Bible. Join me. Let's read through the Bible in here. And somehow it became like our stigma as Christians. How, are you, how do you rate if you're a good Bible reader? Have you ever asked somebody? And either I've read it through or I've never read it through. And that became, that becomes our stigma, right? I, I, I read a lot of the Bible, but I've never read it through. Okay. Or I've read it through, I've read it through 29 times. Oh, oh, you're over here. I'm going to walk away. I can't even, I can't even hold myself up to your, your candle. We, we rate our, our reading plans based on if we've read our Bible through and how many times? Crazy, isn't it? What happens if you spend time with God and read what God knows you need? It's a simple message. It's a simple question. Are you willing to restart in this process? If you're committed, if you've made a commitment with a girlfriend or with a spouse or with a child, keep doing that. But will you make a commitment with the word of God and say, God, I want to spend time with Jesus. Jesus, you know what I need. You are the word. You've given. Do you realize when we hold this book, we're holding the word of God? And Jesus is the word. Connect that. 
we hold this book and then we take it to church and we just go home and we set it down and we forget that we're literally holding the word that was with God, the word that was God, the word that has every answer, every, every answer. I'm looking at faces that are in this room and I know stories that are in this room and I know seasons that are happening right now. And I'm telling you right now, the heartache that is in this room, the joys that are in this room are being faced because of the answers that are in this book. It does not matter. It does not matter. It does not matter what life brings. Your answer is in this book. Hold it. Hold it. Fall in love with the word of God. And when you fall in the love of in love with the word of God think of two things the word of God is Jesus Jesus our very Jesus our Jesus who died on the cross for us second Peter tells us don't ever forget don't ever forget what your Jesus did the day you forget what Jesus did for you is the day we put this book on a shelf and we remember to pick it up when we walk out the door for Bible study may we never forget what Jesus did Jesus died on the cross Jesus died on the cross because God so loved the world that he asked Jesus to go. And Jesus said, yes. Jesus says, yes, and he left heaven. He left heaven. Put on the flesh. John 1 tells us he dwelt among us. He lived in the seasons of life in which we live. He died on the cross completely, completely clean of every sin. And then he tasted my sin. First time he experienced what sin felt like was on the cross. That's an amazing thought. Don't ever forget what your Jesus did. Your Jesus is the word who was with God, the word who was God, the same that was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things, you were created. You who he created, he died for, and he wore your sin, and he took your sin to the grave, and he conquered it silenced it, rose again and said, in me, you have life and you have life abundantly. He says in John 14, I, I am the way. He said, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I just, I don't know where to go. Jesus says, I know. So I've given you this book. He says, I am the way. I am the word of God. I've given you a tangible gift of the word of God. I am the way. Spend time with me. You're like, is it that easy? Yep. My suggestion for you, my, my ask this week is every time, every time you're enamored with God, as we've been doing these last three weeks, every time you're enamored with God, ask God, can you put a book? He put a book on my heart and then trust him, trust him. God, I need a book and go to the book that he says to you, ask God, listen to that book. You may want to start at the beginning of that book. You may say, God, I need something right now. Is there a chapter? <gasps> Is there a chapter in that book? And then listen listen to what chapter he says on your heart and you may need something so solid and you may need something right now and say God is there a is there a verse and trust God that's my ask for us this week spend time in the word of God as the word of God desires you to be 
fair? Father God, you've given us such a gift. You've given us the gift of time. Lord God, may we spend time, may we spend time enamored by your love. And Father God, may we spend time in the word of God with the very word of God. May we invite Jesus into our time with him. May we fall in love. May we see the answers that we need, the help that we need, the way that we need, the truth that we need, the life that we need. May we get it all, always in your book with you during this time that you've given us with you. Father God, I pray for our friend that does not know Jesus, that does not know Jesus as her savior. I pray, Father God, that even right now that she will declare that she believes in you, that she believes that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus died on the cross for her sin, that Jesus was buried, and that Jesus Christ rose again, and in him we have life, new life, abundant life. Father God, I pray, I pray salvation upon the heart that is crying out her belief in Jesus. Oh, Father God, I pray for salvation. I pray for growth, I pray for love, that we will always and forever be so in love, so in love with our Jesus. It's in his most beautiful name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more Women Inseparable studies, check out our website at womeninseparable.com. Send your questions to womeninseparable at gmail.com.